0: How cool would it be to be running a business where your most popular business or your popular element of your business you've never been to? Well, our next guest had a booming business in the fitness industry and Darwin went off. And to this day, she has never been to Darwin. We find a little bit how she did that, but also how she then said goodbye to that business and started another one. She's award-winning. She's very talented and a social media guru who helps other social media gurus. Let's find out more.
1: Welcome to the Get More Success Show.
0: He's a guy who never measured a
1: man's success by the size of his What?
0: It's showtime. Showtime.
1: Showtime. And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. Today we have a woman who is a fitness guru, but not anymore. From fitness, she's gone on and created an empire in the social media marketing place, and she is currently getting ready for the this year's social media marketing S- social media marketing awards. Oh man, that is a mouthful! And she's here today, and I'm looking forward to chatting to her, Marae Ryan. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Warwick. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So I'm going to start with a question I ask everybody is, for, how do you define success? From someone who's been at the top of a game in the physical fitness industry to then morphing into the social media marketing industry, which I'm going to find out a bit more shortly. Um, we were just chatting about, you know, kids and life and living in paradise on the Gold Coast of Queensland and ha- having a busy life. How do you define success? For
1: me, success is about choice because I don't want uh, life to dictate to me the way that I want to live. And so for me, it's a choice to, you know, live where I want to live, to be able to spend time with my family, but then also have the choice to do the things that I love to do, particularly when it comes to business. So that's what I define success as. It's having choice and obviously working towards having a happy life.
0: Mm. So here's an interesting question for you. With that choice... What sort of costs do you pay for your choice? And I'm not talking just cash because there are people that will say to me, oh, I love having choice, but every choice has a cost. So what have been some of the costs you've had to pay for your choice?
1: Well, that is an interesting question. Um, I guess when it comes to the decision, I mean, for us, we chose to move up to the Gold Coast. So that was a lifestyle decision. So I guess some people might say, well, by living in a regional area, you actually can limit your opportunities, but – We positioned ourselves right next to an airport, so that allowed us to be able to fly wherever we need to and I fly to Sydney and Melbourne and other places quite regularly. I guess for me the important thing with choice is that the reason I do what I do is, yes, I love what I do and I could do it 24-7, but I also do it because I want to support and love my family and the biggest choice or decision I always have to make is that balance and, you know, we always talk about work-life balance. It's such a, you know, is there there such a thing as work-life balance? We try our best to do what we can. But for me, I do what I do to help and support my family. You know, my family is always first. And that is a conscious choice, which sometimes is hard when you're passionate and love what you do and could literally do it 24-7. And, you know, my husband might come in and go, so when are you finishing up today? And I'll be like, okay, yep, family. (laughs) Because, again, that is my focus. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the decision to try and switch off Because I love, I'm very blessed in that I love, I love my family and I love my work. And it's that decision of making sure that I give enough time, particularly to my family, you know, as that's my choice every day.
0: I want to talk to you about your awards in a minute, but I'm fascinated by the journey. How do you go from fitness guru to social media marketing guru? So A, as a nutritional overachiever, I don't understand (laughs) the concept of fitness and why you'd care about it. Um, so tell us a bit about your success in that area and then how you transitioned.
1: Well, I, funnily enough, I'm actually a qualified zoologist. And, of course, um, like,
0: how no. could, like just looking at you, I'm thinking, <laughs> here's a zoo guru.
1: <laughs> but I came out with the degree and, as you can imagine, the work opportunities in that space is fairly limited. I did it as a passion and I guess I have a bit of a – you know, when you look at my life, I make a lot of decisions based on my passion and so I did that as a passion but then went into corporate and sort of fell into there and didn't love it. So when I ended up leaving to have kids, I started going to the gym to get fit after having my first child and just loved it and just that's where I decided, you know, I'm going to transition into the fitness industry and follow that, that goal and that decision of getting fit and helping other women just like me to do that. So when I created my fitness business, I focused on helping other women who experienced the same things as me as a mum, trying to look after yourself, trying to take care of kids, being time poor. And that led me to launch my bootcamp business, which is based, it was called Health Guru. And Health Guru focused on women's only boot camps, And it was helping mums getting back into shape after having kids, but also providing that network. I used social media, to grow my fitness business around the country. And funnily enough, even though I'm based on the Gold Coast, my most successful part of my business was Darwin. And I used social media to pinpoint exactly where I was going to have my meet, my locations. I, I never went to Darwin. I still haven't been to Darwin. And I just used targeting, using Facebook ads, understanding my ideal client and being able to pinpoint exactly how far they would travel, what their demographics were. And my business was a roaring success up in Darwin. It was my most successful part of my business. I then also opened and went to Perth. Um, And then all these different things as well as opening a, I guess, when we see all these fitness websites and apps, I was one of the first kind of people who did that. But unlike the others, I didn't make much money out of it because my model was based on helping women remote areas or financially challenged and provided a fitness um, app for them and those led to me becoming the Australian exercise professional of the year in 2010 so I achieved a goal which I'd set which was to be to I'd said in my career that I would love to be a Queensland fitness professional of the year and I sort of exceeded that and then felt my passion was becoming a bit mundane. It wasn't about passion anymore. It was becoming a job. And that was when I looked to transition and I thought, well, what do I love? And I was loving social media. And so that led me to transition into the social media space. And because people were seeing what I was doing in social media, they were asking me how I could help them. So it was a natural transition.
0: Yeah. And so do you still have the health guru business? No, no. I,
1: I, I decided that if, And again, this is a back to choices and decisions that if I was going to do something, I was going to be all in. And so the passion for fitness had waned and the passion for uh, social media had grown. And so I decided to transition and moved into social media.
0: Okay. And so how long has the Social Media Marketing Institute been running for?
1: Uh, We've been uh, in October. It's three years. So we're still fairly new.
0: I've got to be honest. There's a ton of social media experts out there. Many of whom have a go. I have a Facebook page, I'm a social media expert. They don't have the depth of experience and practicality you do. How do you compete against the masses? Like it's, it's, it feels like it's a bit of a crowded market, and social media is all over the place. Like I'm sure you know, just when you get something worked out, Facebook goes, Oh, hey, changing this. And then LinkedIn goes, Oh, we're changing our. So, how do you compete against not only the competitors, but also the actual platforms that you're you're supporting?
1: Well, you actually raise a very good point and was part of my methodology for launching the institute because I didn't want to compete. Because one thing that I did see was that there was a lot of people who are doing social media. And I was questioning when people were asking me to help them with their social media, I was thinking do I want to come across and just be another agency or just be another social media marketer? And I went, that's not what I want to do. Do I want to compete with everybody? No, I actually wanted to look at a way that I could unite the industry and help people come together and to help social media because, you know, as we see in the marketplace and out there, you know, there's a lot of negativity surrounding social media and I wanted to showcase the positivity in social media. So After my experience with winning the award in the fitness space, I saw how Fitness Australia worked to help the fitness industry. So my business framework for launching the Institute was not to actually come and be another social media marketer. Instead, it was to help others come together to be able to connect, network, to educate, to be able to also succeed and share that success through the awards so we're not trying to position ourselves as another agency. Instead, we're uniting and looking to help the industry as a whole. And that's the, the thing that I love doing. So I love interviewing experts. I love showcasing those who do a great job and, you know, just looking at ways that we can improve and provide a career path for those who are coming out of either school or transitioning into the social media industry
0: so uh, having interviewed all these different people and having a really good broad understanding of cuz you know social media covers so many different platforms and so many different processes what are the biggest problems that businesses have with social media uh, um i know a lot of people go social media it's free i can just you know spend all my time and oh it's not making money oh my god what do i do what what are some of the biggest issues that people face and what are some of the ways that they can quickly adapt to social media and get benefit from it?
1: Well, I think one of the things that I see is that businesses have a very ad hoc approach to social media. So they go, okay, it's free. I can be on there. I should do something. And they don't actually put any strategy behind it. They get on every day. They spend way too much time on it. It's, a, it's like a vortex that if you go into social media, there's always something that pops up that can capture your attention.
0: Sorry, I have to interrupt. You're one of the first social media gurus I know who's going, you're spending too much time on social media. <laughs> it's like, you know, get off, get off, get off.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I also want to be real because, you know, you can use social media very effectively, but you can use it in a time effective way as well. I mean, for me, and yes, I do spend a lot of time in social media because that's what I do, but you can be very efficient and very effective and having a strategy and a focus and making sure that you, if you don't know it, surrounding yourself with people who do. I mean, I know how to run Facebook ads, but I actually don't run my own Facebook ads. I actually get an agency to run my Facebook ads because I don't want to have to spend the time, effort and energy that I would need to do that. So I think businesses need to understand who their ideal demographic is, what are their business objectives and goals how can social media help them to achieve those business objectives and goals? And how can someone help them to do that if they don't have the skill set?
0: Why would someone, why would a person who's a social media guru, why would they want to join the the Social Media Marketing Institute? Like, uh, is it like their professional association? Like, what's what's in it for them? Well,
1: like I said, it's about coming together and helping each other. So one of the things that you did mention is the totally... You know, you go to bed one night, you wake up the next day and everything's changed. And, you know, from a social media marketer's perspective, I mean, trying to stay on top of all the platforms, all the changes, you know, it can be quite fatiguing. I mean, yesterday I got access to test the new Twitter platform and so I'm quite excited to have a look and dive into there. So, I mean, Twitter's changing as well. So um, I think one of the reasons is to come together to be able to have, you know, the Institute help with those updates It's also a way to showcase that people are serious about their careers when it comes to social media because one of the big issues in social media is the career path is not as defined as, say, a traditional type of employment. You know, if you're an accountant or you're a lawyer, there's a very defined career path. There's a very defined education pathway where a lot of people in social media, people might have qualifications in marketing or PR, but from a social media perspective, we're only just starting to see universities or other education providers offering defined um, education pathways, so that the institute helps people to be able to um, understand ways that they can um, enter into the social media industry and also help them on that journey.
0: So, tell me about your awards. Um, and for twenty nineteen, those awards are coming up in a couple of months. Uh, so, so with those awards, how did they come about? Were they something that was inspired by the fitness industry and what it was doing? And you thought, well, actually, this is a really great way to showcase you know, the best of the best or what, what's, how did it come about and what's the purpose of them?
1: Well, for me, again, obviously my experience with winning the award in the fitness space was, I guess, one of those um, life-changing opportunities because what I found is even though now I've transitioned into the social media space, being an award-winning entrepreneur does allow opportunities that I might not have had. So when I came into the social media space, I looked around and there were awards that had social media tacked on. So there might be the Webby Awards that have a social media area, or there's the marketing awards that have a social media category. But when you look at the depth and breadth of the social media space, to be able to just have one or two awards just to me didn't showcase what amazing talent there is in the social media space. So what I did is I looked at how we could create something that would be able to um, showcase the amazing work And, and a lot of social media marketers will work behind the scenes because they're working for brands or they're working for corporates or they're in an agency but they don't get the chance to shine. So I wanted to create something that allowed them to have that opportunity but at the same time it was another thing where I wanted to also counteract some of that negative publicity out there in the social media space and using the awards to highlight the amazing work that is done and the great good and when you look at the awards we've actually got them on in a few weeks you know we've got people in there who are showcasing um you know different government departments who are using it to be able to fight say you know depression or health issues um you know there's business things that are in there there's a lot of um You know, in one of the finalists, they are using social media to combat domestic violence in Cambodia, even though they're an Australian based business or charity. So there's a lot of good that can come out of social media, and I like that the awards can highlight that.
0: How do you pick your awards? Is it based on plant platform? Is it based on what they're actually doing? Because that's the challenge, isn't it? When you've got, you know, you've got the big social media platforms such as, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Then you go to Snapchat. Then you go to, you know, is WhatsApp a social media platform? Like there is some that are sort of get around the areas. And then do you then include the like WeChat uh, or Weibo? Is it from China? And yeah. do, do we do we do that kind of stuff? Is a platform or is it is it around industry? how, how do you define what the awards are going to be?
1: Well, what we wanted to look at was different areas. So, obviously, platform is a choice. um, That's very important. So, we have best use of Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So, we've got some of the mainstream social media platforms. And then um, we also have Social Media Marketer of the Year, um, Agency of the Year, Small Agency, which is under 10 in their agency, uh, Public Sector, Social Good, and this year we've added a few different categories. We've got 25 in total, but we've also added best social media educator to be able to highlight those who are doing who are providing excellence in education in social media. We've got the Best Student campaign, which is for university and RTO students to be able to uh, get that experience and expose their work to industry experts. I mean, we've been able to have 35. Um, industry experts in social media from around the world that include people who are you know agencies in New York that were advisors to the uh, Prime Minister of India for social media Um, you know amazing amazing people in the industry and so you know it's it's those I guess those around the edges like this year we've launched best use of chatbots in social media Um, best social media tool which is a tool to use um, in social media you know there's, there's a few different things but you know, twenty five categories is sort of at my absolute maximum, um, and so you know, even this year we've we've introduced influencer categories because again we want to be able to showcase those who are doing a great job, as opposed to the ones who you know get a bit of publicity in the negative space.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in your industry, your twenty five categories are going to be constantly changing as. Because more than any other industry of note, social media is continually and rapidly evolving. The number of times I jump on my platform and it looks different, and I'm like, "What the heck? What's happened here?" Um, so yeah, that's that. That's really interesting. What What have been some of the big mistakes that you've made that you wish you could have avoided? So our listeners can go, "Great, I won't do that."
1: Well I can tell you I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I think we all do. And you know the thing that I always say is that you learn from your mistakes. And you know the difference with I guess what I've done in the from is from other social media people who have come through from an education perspective is I've invested my own money to make all my mistakes. And so I've learned a lot from that.
0: Um, and they're more valuable to you I'm assuming because that's your money it's not like (laughs) oh well someone else doesn't really it's like oh I can't eat this week because of this
1: (laughs) that's right that's right so yes I learned very quickly so that was a very important lesson for me but the thing that I guess I mean I've moved a bit um, myself I have a real passion and interest in social media crisis management and I've been I've teamed up with Steve Hather one of the world's leading crisis management experts, and One of my experiences is when it comes to a crisis on your social media page, when I had my fitness business, I had an event where I had, um, it was a free event for my, my boot campers and we climbed Mount Warning and we had all these trainers there who were volunteering their time and they climbed up Mount Warning. The women at the front had a trainer and the women at the back had a trainer, but the women in the middle felt they got left out. So they came down and they were really angry that they hadn't been looked after by our trainers. So they got onto social media and started complaining about how horrible it was and, and it was terrible and that we don't look after people. And so I wake up because I wasn't there and it was early to this, you know, all my social media page. And so I panic because I've spent years building my brand and my reputation and something that I had offered for free was now being turned against me and I did the cardinal sin of social media and that was to delete the comments of those people who had complained and that was my knee-jerk reaction and it is definitely a wrong move. So for anyone listening, if you have negative comments on your social media, don't delete the comments. It's the worst thing you can do. And then I, then had, I got hit by everyone saying, what are you trying to hide? Why are you deleting our comments, which just made it worse. So then I spent the rest of my day phone calling everybody, apologising to everybody, and my day off became a day of trying to pull this all back together. So I would suggest, you know, from my mistake is that when it comes to having negative comments on your social media, don't, yes, a natural reaction is to panic, but use them as a chance to educate and show that you care and that can actually turn people who are unhappy into your biggest advocates. And the biggest thing is it's not those individuals that are the problem that you're trying to deal with. It's all those people who are watching, who are seeing how you handle it. And by handling it in a very professional, caring way can allow your business to get a lot of fans from that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Moray. It's been great having you uh, on the show. Now, as you said, you've got your your awards ceremony coming up. If people want to find out more about you, the Institute and the awards, what's the best way to do that?
1: Well, our web address is www.smminstitute.com.au. We have the Social Media Marketing Summit, which is a two-day conference on the 14th and 15th of August. And that's in Sydney and also the Social Media Marketing Awards. So www.socialmediamarketingsummit.com.au and socialmediamarketingawards.com.
0: Fantastic. Murray, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute joy chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much, Warwick.
0: You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.